right, it is April 2nd, 2020, and we are uh, in the downstairs conference room this afternoon with uh, Clay Peterson. Six feet apart, I might add. We are social distancing, and our new sound tech guy, Chucky, is in the house. And um, we are uh, we're just going to get together today and talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. This is definitely my first pandemic. Um, 30 days ago, I had no idea we were going to be up against such a massive worldwide crisis, but here we are. Yeah. 30 days ago, we were in San Marcos, Texas, not joking about this, but at least not taking it as serious as we are now. Yeah. Texas had their first case in San Antonio and we were, you know, 45, 50 miles from San Antonio and we'd all just gotten off airplanes. Um, you know, exposure was relatively limited. I mean, it was limited, but everybody was still nervous about it. Uh, and that was the last airplane ride I took, frankly. Me too, but thank God the Whataburgers were still open. Otherwise, there would have been a pandemic going on right there in Kyle, Texas. Well, you know, it, it, the saving grace of all of this is that, that most of the restaurants are still open and doing curbside and all that. Um, we happen to have just finished our Donato's burrito. Well, actually, Clay has not finished his, but maybe by the time he He's done with this podcast that he'll uh, eat into uh, and chew in the microphone. But um, I'm fatting into last year's wardrobe. It's all good. So our van operators are out there in this environment. I don't know how they're eating. I mean, I guess they're stocking up at, at Walmarts and, and preparing. But uh, what are you hearing from these guys about what it's like to be on the road? Well, I've, I know that a few of the guys have said that they've had, you know, trouble finding, you know, basic needs at, you know, truck stops, obviously. Um, a few of them who are launching from the house are stocking up before they leave, and a few of them are able to find what they need at grocery stores or Walmarts or Targets that are close to truck stops. So um, I know that the thing that I'm most commonly hearing is that drivers are saying that the restaurants at the truck stops are open, but they won't let you walk up to the drive through window. Well, what the hell are these guys supposed to do? They got to eat. I got to eat, and I'm not out on the road. Uh, what are these guys doing about that? It's it's tough. It's a tough position for them to be in. I've seen some things on Facebook where the uh, uh, truck drivers are um, being assisted by makeshift drive throughs Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, but there's so such a big deal made out of things like that. I don't think it's that common. I think that really stands out when they um, go out of their way to make it easier for uh, uh, van operators, truck drivers, uh, commercial operators to, uh, to eat at fast food. So, you know, I, obviously it's just one of many concerns that they have. Yeah. I mean, I, if you can't eat, how can you do anything? Um, and with everything else going on, the, only silver lining that I've heard about is that you can buy a gallon of diesel for like four cents or something like that in New Jersey. Yeah, it's uh, who wants to go to New Jersey? That, but that, that is the, the one maybe um, upside, if anything, is the the cost of petroleum is so cheap. The Saudis and the Russians are dumping oil into the market, and uh, everywhere but California, it's gotten inexpensive. I I paid uh, three and a quarter last week for diesel. Uh, for my car and um, you know that's maybe 50 cents cheaper than normal but uh, I, I know that uh, 
Somebody told me this morning they bought uh, diesel for like a dollar sixty nine in Michigan. That was you know, Josh Morton who who, who mentioned that, and uh, um, you know, but the downside of that is uh, fuel surcharges will will be lessened because they take the uh, average diesel price around the country, which includes obviously California is still part of the U.S. Right, but that'll raise the average. But that's how uh, the fuel surcharge is tied to, um, yeah, to our contract pricing. Yeah, national average based off of a certain percent. You're welcome, oh, by the way, for the high prices in diesel. That's keeping your fuel surcharge up in California. Yeah, we're still paying 50 cents a gallon in tax. But, uh, you know, what I want to know is uh, are, are they doing any road construction out there? Because now would be the perfect time to fix the roads. I-10 on the way in this morning was uh, two lanes all the way from Morongo to the uh, 60 cutoff. But, um, Were they out there working, or was it just down there, to two lanes? There was a guy out there digging in his snot box, I think. I don't know what he was doing. There was no shovel or flashlight or anything like that. But, I mean, there were trucks out there. There were strobe lights going. There was a disco on, at the Morongo Casino exit. So, typically, when you drive to San Diego to come down here for the day— you're leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning? Usually out the door no later than 4.30 or it's going to be a long morning. If you don't make Temecula by 6, you're in bad SOL, shape. SOL, absolutely. So how long did it take you this morning? An hour and 29 minutes. I did not touch the brake pedal one time. Uh, was Smokey out there? I mean, because that's the one thing. You're moving that fast. Now you're all of a sudden. I saw one, but he was on the hill on the Pala exit on the other side. He wasn't worried about me. Yeah, that's you know, I was driving in this morning and there was a Nimrod in the in the fast lane going slow and I was in the the number 2 lane and I wasn't in any big hurry cuz I'm moving along but this guy had three cars stacked up around him and I figured the only way to clear this up is for me to, to hit my accelerator and get up, get up around him and all of a sudden I see myself doing like 84 85 miles an hour um and I'm thinking today's the day I'm going to see uh California Highway Patrol and I don't even, I, I typically do not drive that fast. 75 miles an hour is pretty comfortable to drive a, a, a four-wheeler. And I think you're below the CHP's uh, threshold at that point. But, you know, now I'm in a morning commute, a light commute, do, doing well above 80. It was not, was not necessarily comfortable for me doing that. It, and I, once I got around the Nimrod, I was good. Obviously not normal traffic pattern either if you're able to get up to that speed. Um, back to the global pandemic, that is one of the reasons we wanted to get together. Um, clearly, we're seeing um, fewer relocations for this time of year. I mean, it's April 2nd. We typically see a lot of uh, uptick in um, in orders and order taking and date setting. Uh, April's not the busiest month of the year, but it's a precursor to May, which is top four or five. Right. What are you doing to keep these guys busy? Well, um I wouldn't say that the first part of April is ever massively busy. It's, you know, people normally this would be just about tax day cut off April 15th. The first two weeks of April, by and large, aren't, you know, super busy. There's not a lot of moves going on. Um, the good things that are happening is we are booking some of our own traffic. Uh, quite a few of the COD salespeople, Eric Cronabush and A66, shout out. Um, he has been booking a lot of traffic coming out of Texas. Uh, our partner agents, the Goldens of the world, the Mills, Palmers, those guys that are out there, you know, trading baseball cards, we're able to keep uh, keep that traffic coming in. If you're sitting 
it's not for very long. So we're able to keep everybody rocking and rolling, which is a challenge in a normal April. And COVID-19 status has been a little bit more of a challenge. And maybe a little more geography stretch about where you're delivering. You may start delivering in Texas and finish in Georgia. But nothing unheard of or unreasonable as of right now. The East Coast, however, definitely a lot slower. Well, yeah, and there's you know, uh, New York City, New Jersey, um, down to D.C. I know Northern Virginia has got you know, some issues. So um, I think people are just going to shelter through this and, and uh, schedule their, their spring move for maybe late spring or early, early summer. So I do feel like we will have a bounce after this. I mean, I've been right about 40% of the time on all my predictions when it comes to COVID-19, but I do feel like we were going to see a strong summer and once it heats up and they get, get these numbers under control, I think we're going to have a, a bounce and relocation. It's going to be one of those switch on as soon as they start giving the all clear on this plate on in California, Northeast, wherever, as soon as they give the all clear on this, it's just going to be a madhouse and it's going to be, you know, how much can you get on your truck? Got any room in that belly box? You know, right. Game on. Yeah, so there's, I, I feel like there's going to be opportunity, and, and we're in a situation where we are uh, probably um, well-positioned to do so if those comes to fruition. So, I mean, there's also uh, the economic crisis that's going on, and uh, everybody is, um, is, is concerned legitimately about the double crisis. You get the health crisis, and then you get the economic crisis. So... Um, it's, uh, it's interesting times for sure. Um, I've got, uh, you know, at home, it's changed quite a bit. I've got a, a, a sophomore in college who's home now. It looks like he'll be home for five months. Um, hard for him to come back and, and settle into the house. And also, you know, he's not, you know, they're, they're using social media and the phone and all that to stay in touch with friends, but there's almost no contact in front of your friends. And then my daughter's a senior in high school and um, she walked out on a Friday, a rainy Friday for the, for her last day of high school and had no idea right. she wouldn't be coming back. And, you know, prom and um, high school graduation, uh, et cetera. So, I mean, you now add that emotional crisis in what's going on in this country too. it. People are legitimately, um, and have the anxiety and fear, um, uh, the rage, you know, it's all of that's building. And I think everybody's trying to do the right thing, but it is a, uh, it, it's a, it's a real pickle. Yeah. I mean, and I think the majority of our drivers have kids to some extent, you know, elementary, high school, college kids, and they're probably all experiencing the same thing. I mean, I mean, Chad's here hanging out with us today working the ones and twos over there in Indiana University, Hoosier. And now you're stuck having to tough it out in San Diego for the next five months. How's that working out? He don't, he don't like it, and I can tell you what. <laughs> he was really looking forward to the NCAA tournament. Um, he has always been a big uh, college basketball fan, and he's at Indiana University. And IU, the Hoosiers had flirted with, Top 25, they had some big wins. 
Um, they were head, headed towards the, uh, the tournament, and being a Big Ten team, they played some pretty legitimate basketball this year. They were probably going to do at least, you know, they could have been easy a Sweet 16 team. And all of a sudden, those hopes were dashed. So that was the first sign. He, he texted me and says, we have March sadness. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's um, sports gone, right? Just and that's poof. killing me. I mean, that's the only thing I watch on TV. I, I get done work, sports center. I get done work, around the horn. You know, I, how much can you watch about the next NBA player that got COVID or the – Soccer player in Spain that's got COVID. I'm like, this isn't sports. This isn't this isn't entertaining. You use stuff like that for a release, to, an escape, and you don't have that right now. So you have to create new ways to keep yourself entertained somehow. So the other night, ESPN was replaying Monday Night Football from I it had to be November of 2018. Rams Chiefs. Rams Chiefs. That was the game that's supposed to be played in Mexico City. And they um, they canceled Mexico City because the the, the turf was not uh, safe, right? They yeah. were having problems with the turf, so they went back to the Coliseum, which easily fits ninety thousand souls. And they were giving away tickets. So how did we not make it to that game? Well, it was Thanksgiving week. Oh, turkey, so yeah. there were other issues going on. Um, but it was a phenomenal football game. 106 total points, I think. 105, third highest point total in any any NFL game. Highest Monday night football uh, total. Uh, the over-under was 65 points. They had that in the third quarter. The fourth quarter was wild. Yeah, leave your defense on the bus. Well, the defense scored. I mean, there were strip sack touchdowns. There were right. um, big interceptions. Two, think, right? uh, Mahomes got intercepted twice in the fourth quarter where if he had – um, continued those drives, the Chiefs might have won that game. But instead, the Rams' defense won it for them, of course, after they gave up 50-some points. Well, the Chiefs just had to settle for a Super Bowl a year later, so shame on them. It's too bad that wasn't a Super Bowl in 2018 because a rematch of that game would have been great. The Rams went on. The Chiefs lost in the AFC Championship game right. to Brady, and, um, and then that Super Bowl was a real turd. Yeah. That was probably the most unbearable Super Bowl I've ever seen. And I'm, I've am i seen the Chargers Niners Super Bowl, sorry, and I've seen the Broncos get smashed three times in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the Bills get torched three out of four. And those Super Bowls were more entertaining than that Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Was it seven to minus four? What was the score? I forget. It was yeah, seven to minus four. Yeah, it was just horrible. It was uh, a, definitely a forgettable, signals over here <laughs> forgettable Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, we'll have to put a microphone on this guy. Uh, so with, with that being said, what's on TV? Have you checked out Tiger King yet? Uh, so at advice from my superior, I watched Tiger King last night. I watched, I think it was four, maybe five episodes. The first two episodes, I'm never going to get these fucking two hours of my life back is what I thought. The next two episodes were awesome. Pretty slow, a lot of back build, a lot of story, whatever. And then it was like, all right, now we're picking up speed. The magic mullet man and the psycho cat lady down there in Florida, which is where most of the psycho cat Hello, ladies cool are. Hello, cool cats and kittens. Yeah. <laughs> no, weren't they all crazy, though? Oh, they're all some form of cray-cray. It's just like you got 
you know, southwestern cray cray. You got South Florida cray cray, and then a South Carolina guy yeah. who's got a harem of women and a cult down there, Doc Antle. Uh, it's unbelievable. I told you that you had to check it out. And so three, the, three days earlier, we started watching it. I never had heard of it until you know somebody mentioned it to me. And then you look online and Facebook and all that. Everybody's putting these memes up. It's really taken the uh, the, the country by storm. It allows people to feel good about themselves. It's kind of like I, I don't know if you've ever saw it. It was a probably 10 years ago, the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. It was a Johnny Knoxville documentary about this family in Boone County, West Virginia. Horrible movie, total garbage, but you're watching it and you're like, whew, just when I thought I was screwed up, check out these people. I think the most disturbing thing on that is there are more animals, uh, more big cats in captivity than, than uh, lions in the, um, in the wild, right? There's like five to 10,000 Big cats in captivity in the United States. Now, the thing, there's a couple things that bother me about that. They don't know whether it's 5,000 or 10,000. So that means there's probably one or two in your neighborhood. It's close. They're somewhat domesticated if you are into that kind of thing. But um, the people that keep them are nuts. Well, here's the other thing. So the, uh, the main guy, Tiger King in Oklahoma, Last time I checked, there's a tornado or two that goes through there. What happens if a tornado goes through there? It doesn't have to kill anything. It just has to rip the cages out. Well, he's uh, stocked up in tannamite and, uh, and Tan- ammunition, so it's time to start zip, hunting. I zip suppose. ties and duct tape, come on. Right, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. So, I don't know what his real last name was. Well, uh, Schlitterbong or something? Yeah, so <laughs> you got to finish that up and, and report back to me because I, uh, we're done with it, and it's actually at the end of it. It's how it's many pretty disturbing. Is it? It's seven. Oh, so I'm close. Okay. Yeah. So um, it is. It's disturbing. Anything else you're watching? Um, Manifest. It was a show. I guess it's like year two. It's about people on a plane that disappeared and they come back. It's like five years later and they haven't aged. Whatever. It's okay. like it's like an alien version of Lost, I guess. Um, Watching a lot of throwback, like, NBA hardwood classic games, especially the 90s, like, you know, Ewing and Jordan, Pippen and Magic in the late 90s, or late 80s, early 90s. Good stuff. They're moving up the Michael Jordan uh, series. That's going to be released soon. ESPN did a, uh, like, a 10-part series on MJ's last season. Oh, with the Wizards? I don't know if it was his last season with the Bulls. Oh, last, last season Last championship the Bulls. run. Uh, I have seen a promo, but I, it – to me, I think it's documenting one season. Never seen footage before, but um, I mean, I, I, I watch Michael Jordan um, sell toilet paper. I don't care. He is uh, a phenomenal story, and you know what? What a guy. There was uh, somebody came out and said, yeah, he if he'd have stuck with uh, with baseball, he would have ended up in the majors. Really? I mean, that's the type of athlete he is. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, the Barons, right? If Deion Sanders could do it. Bo Jackson could do it. Why not Michael J- Jordan? Yeah. I, I mean, as far as basketball players, I mean, all the current people like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James is no Michael Jordan and no Kobe Bryant. Those two guys were assassins on the court. And to watch them play, you knew you were watching something that you were going to see once or twice in your life. Um, Michael Jordan, I just – Every year I'd root against him, and every year I'd be like, I'm going to stop rooting against him eventually, but just not this year. And 
You know, I watched him take out Barkley and the Suns, Drexler and the Blazers, Magic and the Lakers, uh, Stockton Malone and the Jazz twice, and Peyton and Kemp and the Sonics. And like, yeah, no, I, I don't think he's going to win this time. No, I, I think it's over. No, every time, all six. Um, and then when he went to the Wizards, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it was. It was like watching Joe Montana with the Chiefs. It was like Peyton Manning throwing ducks in the Super Bowl that like last Tom year. Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, right? Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be hard to watch? Oh. I think uh, Brady's uh, attracting a lot of free agency um, and some prime players going down to Tampa. So, you know, what they were 7-9 <laughs> to nine last year, uh, it'll really be exciting at 8-8 eight and eight this year. Yeah. And I, I don't think Brady's got the physical ability to finish the season. It clearly showed at the end of last season that he was not – as sharp as he was at the beginning, and he's 43. He's the same age as I am. I'm not taking any hits anytime soon. What do you think of the chances of the Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers, going up there from uh, from the L.A. Changers? So last time I checked, the Colts don't have an offensive line, which is exactly what the Chargers went through. A check again. They're supposed to have a very good offensive line. Did, isn't like Andrew Luck getting creamed? Isn't that why he's out of football? I heard, and again, do you believe everything you see, but uh, Antonio Gates is considering playing football for the Colts next season. Coming out on a hover-round, Antonio Gates, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Nobody has more uh, touchdowns um, uh, with Phillip Rivers than Antonio Gates. They're either one or two in all categories passing between the two of them for touchdowns and and, uh, longevity together. and. You know, Gates doesn't have the physical ability that he used to have, but he is still a bull. Um, well, he's still got hands. I mean, yeah. he, that guy catches passes in crowds, and you're like, he's not going to get any yards after catch, but he's going to secure the ball and, and get you the game. And I'm sure he doesn't mind a, another paycheck, but no. let's hope there's an NFL season. Yeah. Uh, they're saying as of right now, I mean, they're canceling events in the summer already. Wimbledon just got canceled yesterday. Um what else got to cancel? Oh, Tokyo, the Olympics, obviously, are Let's getting pushed back off. a year. And they didn't even postpone the Wimbledon. They canceled it. It's right. First time n- since World War II. Yeah, 1943 is what I thought I saw. Yeah, well, people are going to be afraid to assemble for a long time, right? I mean, when this is over, you're still going to have all that paranoia about, um, about being in groups. So we'll have, uh, we'll have interesting times from here on out, but sure would love to have sports come back. Yeah, sooner rather than later. I'll take women's competitive ping pong on ESPN as long as it's live. I don't care anymore. I just need some sports. Full contact competitive ping pong. Throw an elbow. (laughs) Get in there. Be somebody. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate you driving down to San Diego today. And while we had you here, getting you uh, back on mic for uh, what's your 20. You probably are – one of the main features so far in what we've produced, I know that you were in on the Tim Ruddle, um, Cody Pierce, mm-hmm. the first two or three that we did here in San Diego. Maybe this is your show and not uh, and not minor yetters. So it's a low budget feature, <laughs> so you know you got to get your talent where you can. Well, I definitely want to continue to push content out and uh, get some additional people into uh, into the studio but right now with social distancing and all that's a little bit harder to get people together so but appreciate you from six six and a half seven feet apart thanks for uh thanks for coming by thank you see you guys on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends and i can't wait to get on the road again
Thank you very much.